Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 244 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. Just a heads up at the top of the show that I am recording this episode on Wednesday night. There is still a number of good news stories to cover this week, but apologies if something big breaks Thursday and Friday. I will cover it when I properly return from my travel. The show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, though, so please subscribe in your favorite, and if you like the show, please leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Pal World Early Access, we'll talk about that more, and Turnip Boy Robs a Bank. The games coming out this week include Rotato, Rugby 24, Teppo and the Secret Ancient City, Beautiful Secure Volleyball Club, Miniland Adventure, Song of Nunu, A League of Legends Story, Speed Crew, Turret Rampage, Knights of Braveland, Gensha, Jujutsu Kaisen Cursed Clash, Mighty Aphid 2, Project Downfall, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and Persona 3 Reload. Now it's last week's biggest news stories, and we have five to cover this week. Number one, Pocket Pair has released Pal World's early access roadmap. The company also says the game has topped 7 million sales in five days. Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle writes, Pocket Pair has published Pal World's early access roadmap, which is viewable below. It provides an overview of the fixes and new features the studio is planning for the Smash hit, which was released last Friday for PC and Xbox, including Game Pass. According to publisher and developer Pocket Pair, the game has topped 7 million sales in 5 days, far exceeding its expectations and leading to many problems due to excessive congestion, amongst other challenges. It plans to address major bugs first, before working on new features like Steam and Xbox Crossplay, improvements to the game building system, and new islands, pals, bosses, and technologies. The PAL World's early access roadmap includes the following, addressing critical issues. Currently, numerous bugs have been identified and we are prioritizing fixing those. Sometimes the world date may experience rollbacks, the loading screen may persist when trying to load into worlds, and so on. Improvements to implement as soon as possible. Key configuration improvements, improvements to base, PAL, AI, and pathing. Planned future updates, PvP, raid bosses and game content, PAL Arena, PvP for PALs, Steam Xbox Crossplay, Various Xbox feature improvements, server transfers and migrations, improvements to the island building system, and new islands, pals, bosses, and technologies. Palworld recently overtook Valve's Counter-Strike to record the second highest concurrent player count in Steam's history, and on Wednesday it reached a new concurrent player milestone by surpassing 2 million according to independent Steam data tracker SteamDB. Only one game has ever attracted more concurrent players on Steam, PUBG Battlegrounds, currently holds the record of almost 3.3 million, which it set in January of 2018. Holy cannoli. I mean, what is there to say? This game has taken the world by storm. 7 million sales in 5 days? That is more than some of the biggest first-party game releases out there, and they did so in 5 days, when others took years and years to get to this number. It really is crazy, I have not checked the game out yet, but by the time I'm back from travel, hopefully they've some ironed out some of these bugs, and I do want to give this game a shot. Not a big survival fan, but I am an old-school Pokemon fan, and yes, all the controversy surrounding that, we're not going to get into that on the show, but we got to give this game credit. It does have this surge, like early days of Fortnite and PUBG, and certainly one of those is doing far better than the other, so where is this game going to net out in the months, and from what they hope, years to come? And let's give Xbox some flowers for getting this game in Game Pass. The biggest game out there is currently not on PlayStation, not on Switch, and is included in Game Pass. Good job, Microsoft and Xbox. 
Number two, Microsoft's new Xbox Indie Selects promo rekindles memories of Xbox Live Arcade. Wesley Impool at IGN writes, Microsoft has announced the launch of Xbox Indie Selects, a program designed to promote indie games. Rekindling memories of the Xbox 360's famous Xbox Live Arcade, Xbox Indie Selects features a monthly curated collection of six indie games in the Xbox Store, Dashboard, and on Xbox social channels. Here's how it works. Every last week of the month, six games will be chosen by the ID at Xbox team and designated in that month's ID at Xbox Indie Selects. The collection will be located to the Xbox Indie section of the Xbox Store and Dash alongside Microsoft's additional Indie collections, which will be updated weekly on Wednesdays. The selected games don't strictly have to be games from the ID at Xbox program, Microsoft said. It'll also feature games that look and feel indie. Microsoft added it will not include indie games already in Game Pass, even if they are fantastic, because Game Pass games are already featured in the Game Pass hub. Xbox Live Arcade, XBLA, was a prominent part of the Xbox 360's download offering and focused on smaller and cheaper games. XBLA featured some of the best games of the generation, including Might and Magic Clash of Heroes, Trials HD, Fez, Bastion, and Geometry Wars Retro Evolved 2. This is awesome. There are so many games coming out, a lot of them not very good games. This is a great way to promote some of the best out there in terms of the indie space. I used to love XBLA. Granted, I was doing a lot more window shopping back then because I did not have the money I would have liked to buy more games. Number three, Halo Infinite Season 5 will be its last as 343 changes approach. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, 343 Industries has lifted the lid on what's to come with Halo Infinite's next big update and also confirmed that Halo Infinite is moving away from seasons in favor of smaller operation events. Halo Infinite Content Update 29 rolls out to players on January 30th and will bring a new arena map, new Covenant items in Forge mode, a new armor core, and customized cores, and a new Halo Wars themed operation called Spirit of Fire. What isn't coming to Halo Infinite though is a new season. During the last Halo Community Livestream, Community Director Brian Gerard explained that operations would be taking over from seasons in Halo Infinite and that seasons are now a thing of the past for the free-to-play multiplayer shooter. Quote, we are making a shift in how we are approaching Infinite going forward, and quote, Gerard explained. Quote, for Master Chief Collection players, this is probably going to sound very familiar. The gist of it is that we're no longer referring to seasons, we're shifting away from seasons. End quote. Operations which were introduced in Season 5 are similar to seasons, but all rewards can be unlocked for free for a limited time. Operations last only for a few weeks compared to seasons, which could run up to six months and there's also a premium version that includes some extra bonuses. Once an operation ends, players who may have missed what it had to offer will have the option to purchase it, where they will have permanent access to the operation and its rewards. What it sounds like 343 could be beginning to wind down development on Halo Infinite, Gerard explained support would continue for the game throughout 2024. That being said, the community director also revealed that 343 is working on some brand new projects. What these new projects are remain a mystery, but we can likely scratch off the long-rumored Battle Royale mode for Halo Infinite, which has supposedly been cancelled. Yeah, not too much to add, I am not playing any Halo Infinite multiplayer, but that's not to say that the game isn't very good. I just don't have that drive to play it, but whenever I play it, it's such a competent shooter and I have a ton of fun. I know, it doesn't make much sense, but just have so little time to game, there's so many other games I want to play. Also, about that Battle Royale mode supposedly being cancelled, I didn't want to report on that as I couldn't really corroborate that rumor with any other credible sources, so I didn't touch on it, but if that is true, that would be such a damn shame because I was so looking forward to Battle Royale feeling like that could really work in the Halo Infinite universe, Halo multiplayer, and that combat, and that's something that would bring me back in immediately, because I do love Battle Royale. Number 4, Suicide Squad's free post-launch DLC will include the Joker as a playable character. Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle writes, Rocksteady has detailed its plans for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League's free post-launch seasonal content. In the third and final episode of its Insider video series, the studio said each season will be themed around a different DC character, starting in March with the Joker. 
They'll also, quote, incorporate alternate realities invaded by Brainiac known as Elseworlds, end quote. The Joker will have unique traversal abilities and weaponry, including a rocket-powered umbrella to launch himself through the open world of Metropolis. Warner said Season 1's free content will include the Joker as a new playable character, new Joker-themed playable environment, two episodes with new missions, activities, and strongholds, new boss fights and enemy variants, new DC villain-themed weapons and gear, and new Riddler content. Quote, for future seasons 2 through 4, fans can look forward to three new playable characters, three new playable environments, new weapons, theme gear sets, activities, mid-season updates, and more, end quote, it added. The new Suicide Squad video features character insight from actor Jason Isaacs, who voices Brainiac in the game, and new details on the titles, social features, and four-player co-op mode. Following several delays, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League release date is February 2nd, 2024, for PS5, Series X, and S, and PC via Steam. <sighs> You know, not too much to say here. I mean, the Joker looks fine in the game, but I don't know about this game. It's so crazy to see how far this game has come and how long it has been since Rocksteady's release release in 2015. I mean, nine years since their last release. I don't know. There's just a lot of pressure. People are not really receiving this well. The previews didn't go well. I will be so intrigued to see how this nets out on Metacritic. And number five, WWE 2K24 release date announced, cover star revealed. Wesley Impool at IGN writes, WWE 2K24 launches on March 8th, 2024, across PS5, PS4, Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC via Steam. Publisher 2K confirmed Cody Rhodes as the cover superstar on the Standard Edition. The WWE 2K24 Deluxe Edition features Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, making it the first dual woman cover, with Bianca being the first woman of color to ever be featured on the cover of WWE 2K. There's also a WWE 2K24 40 Years of WrestleMania edition, designed to coincide with the 40th anniversary of WrestleMania. The cover features a collage of superstars from the past and present along with the iconic WrestleMania marquee. Developed by Visual Concepts, WWE 2K24 features a WrestleMania mode, lets users play through iconic moments in WrestleMania history, four new match types such as Ambulance and Special Guest Referee, two new My Rise experiences and a roster of more than 200 WWE superstars and legends including Roman Reigns, Andre the Giant, Becky Lynch, Batista, Kurt Angle, Asuka, Bret Hart, Brock Lesnar, Macho Man, Randy Savage, China, and more. Elsewhere, there is now the ability to move camera during the live gameplay and improvements to the ramp cameras and dive cameras. Go read more if you're interested in this game. It seems like through WWE fans that the last release last year was pretty good, but the years prior just weren't what they were looking for. Personally, not a WWE fan, I used to play at my cousin's house back on the Dreamcast days. Those games were very fun. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and, you know, we've been in the spirit of a vow with all the extended gameplay this week and through the developer direct last week. Obsidian did help create one of the Fallout games, so if you wanted to play through the Fallout series, here's how you could do so in chronological order. So, to play the games in chronological order, you would start with Fallout 76, then move on to Fallout, then Fallout Tactics, followed by Fallout 2, Fallout 3, Fallout 3 Operation Anchorage, Fallout 3 The Pit, Fallout 3 Point Lookout, Fallout 3 Mothership Zeta, Fallout 3 Broken Steel, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout New Vegas Dead Money, Fallout New Vegas Hana Starts, Fallout New Vegas Old World Blues, Fallout New Vegas Lonesome Road, Fallout 4, Fallout 4 Omatron, Fallout 4 Far Harbor, Fallout 4 Vault Tech Workshop, and then Fallout 4 Nuka World. Personally, I am a huge fan of Fallout 3. That game was iconic for me, so inspirational, and was really my big first Western RPG. Such fond memories back on that 360 playing that game and all the expansions. 
We are getting the Fallout 4 next-gen update at some point this year, which is exciting. And that is a game that in the first, like, 30 hours or so, I played 20 hours. It was something insane like that. But then I dropped the game off the face of the earth and never even beat it. So that is something I might go back to this year if I have the time. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I've been playing through the OG Dead Space because I do want to play Remake since everyone has been talking so fondly about that game. And I don't know what everyone's talking about that. This game is the father and greatest survival horror game of all time. I know, I know. I didn't play it back in the day when it was the new and hottest best thing. But I'm playing it now, and it just doesn't hold a torch to Resident Evil 4. I mean, let's be honest. And well, if you've listened to me on the show before, I do have a strong Resident Evil bias that is my arguably favorite franchise of all time. But it really just doesn't hold a light to it. But I'm still having fun with it. It's a fun action game, and I'm really excited to see how Remake is. My name is Brian Rosa. You can follow me on Xbox at Rosa 93 Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.